Hi there, everyone. This is Brayden and Tally with the Voice of My Beloved podcast here from Love and Purity Ministry, Patterson, Missouri. We uh, we are continuing our uh, podcast topic from last week. We're talking about righteousness. Do we have a couple other announcements to talk about before? We've got Hanukkah coming up. And uh, yeah, getting excited about uh, people coming out, doing a, a weekend of worship. The Nesbits coming out, uh, going to spend the weekend with us and a bunch of other families. So it'll be fun, fun times as we hunker down here in the winter. It's always, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so fun. I love the changes of seasons, just that, that things change up a bit here and there. It's uh, it's definitely a different season here. It's getting dark so early, and you're like in the evenings, like wow, the possibilities are endless. We could just do so much here, reading books and playing games and having fun together. So <laughs> it's good. So going into Hanukkah soon, uh, we'll jump into this next portion of discussing righteousness. And do you want to do a little recap what we talked about last? Last yeah, week. so just jumping in here, glad to be with all of you again, mm-hmm. and this is just a, a really needed topic, I believe, in our world mm-hmm. today. I was actually uh, traveling through Tennessee recently, and there was a big billboard right in downtown Nashville. It said, enjoy life, there is no hereafter, mm-hmm. and I just was shocked. You know, I, I've never seen anything so blatant on a billboard. Yeah, just and go- something like freedom from religion or something like that is the organization, something like that. What was interesting about it is there was a contrast on the trip too, because there was one of these Amber alerts, you know, you get this beeping on the phone talking about, you know, emergency where this guy had kidnapped an 11 year old girl. And even there was billboards talking about uh, this guy and they had a picture of the guy and the young girl that had been kidnapped. And I was just thinking, you know, you know, if there's no hereafter, there's no real, you're gonna have to give account for what you've done and mm-hmm. what, what keeps somebody from that? He enjoys it. You know, it's enjoy life. There is no hereafter. That's the right. message being promoted which is not what we're learning here about righteousness. Righteousness <laughs> right. is really important to God. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where, um, you know, it's where a lot of people kind of get, uh, they don't see the end of the road. <laughs> you know, you say statements like that, but don't realize, okay, what's the end of the thought process there? Where does that get you? Um, which there's really no, no question because, you know, only a couple hundred years ago, um, there was, loads of cultures that were totally godless, uh, cultures that were totally fine with, you know, all of the killing and all of the, you know, just all kinds of, um, of things that, you know, have changed since Christianity got introduced to these places, you know, even in Africa and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but, for some reason, this generation is absolutely offended with the word righteousness. And so, um, so what we're discussing is how righteousness and humility need to go together. And um, maybe what has happened in this generation is that um, this generation has seen a lot of pride coming from people that... Um, maybe are walking in some self-righteousness where they're, um, you know, just think that they're better than other people, look down on other people, um, which 
doesn't couple, that's not part of it. That's that's not what righteousness is that we're talking about here in the Bible. So. Right. I think we mentioned in the last podcast, our ultimate example, we always go back to Jesus. We yeah. go back to Yeshua, who gives us this example of walking in perfect righteousness, mm-hmm. but also with great humility. You know, there's one attribute that Yeshua pointed out to his disciples to walk in. He said, learn of me how I'm meek and lowly in heart. It's the only attribute that he really tells the disciples, this is the one attribute I want you to emulate right that i'm modeling for you right right and but we also know that he walked in perfect righteousness that's the reason why he was the lamb of god you know the spotless lamb of god Mm -hmm. and so we're going to get into that a little more later just the humility element but yeah to walk in true righteousness to walk in true uprightness requires humility Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know god resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble he gives grace to us to walk in in righteousness. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's his heart to empower us by his spirit to mm-hmm. walk in righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. So last week we looked at quite a few verses on righteousness and, uh, we're going to be just looking at some other, some other pieces here, some other verses. Yeah. And I just want to say, as we're getting into these verses, the Bible is our foundation. And so mm-hmm. any topic that we want to cover, we want to bring scripture into that because that is our foundation. Right. That, that is, you know, there's cultural, you know, ebbs and flows and there's, you know, things that this world is going to, you know, have different philosophical opinions on when it all boils down to it, our foundation is the word. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to be informing our decision-making. We want the word to be at the very heart of all that we believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that we can be so rooted and grounded in and feel, um, you know, um, amidst the changes and the waves of cultures and influences and stuff, we can feel uh, strong and steady because our foundation is strong. Uh, just like the the man, you know, who built his house on the rock. You know, that's what we want. We want to be built on the rock and not on the ever-changing philosophies of man right. that have been changing for ever since man was on the earth, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so jumping in here, we're looking at how righteousness preserves. This is something we see in the scripture. Yeshua tells us, he says, you're salt of the earth. He tells believers, you are salt of the earth. And what are the two things that salt do? One, they preserve. You know, people, when they're preserving meat back in the old days, they rub them down with salt. Mm -hmm. You know, you put salt on foods to preserve them. So there's this preservation process factor. And then there's also the taste factor. You know, we're salt. We want to give flavor. We want to give taste to, we want to make people thirsty for the gospel, right? We want to make people thirsty for God. And so, but want to look at that, how righteousness preserves, you know, Yeshua says, you're the salt of the earth and we're preserving factor in the world. When you take righteousness out of a culture, then there's a, a rotting that happens. (laughs) You know, there's a, there's a disintegration that begins to happen. Let's look at a few verses on that. So Abraham, what does he ask God for Sodom and Gomorrah? He says, he starts at 50, works his way down to 10, right? He says, if there's just 10 righteous people in the city, will you preserve it? So he's appealing to God based on how many righteous people are in that city. He gets down to 10. God said, yes, if there's 10 righteous people in the city, then I'll preserve it. Mm-hmm. So I believe there's an element where, you know, if there's not enough righteous people in a geographical area, then the judgments of God begin to be poured out in a greater measure. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's a, there's a principle there. Mm-hmm. It looks at Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So here we see the righteous running to this place of safety 
So there's a preserving factor here. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 10, 2. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. Proverbs eleven four, Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. It's just repeating the same thing this other proverb said. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel 14, 14. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. This is a passage in Ezekiel 14, very fascinating passage that points out these three guys, Noah, Daniel, and Job. It says if, if it was just them in the city, they'd only save themselves. They'd only preserve themselves mm-hmm. by their righteousness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really fascinating passage uh, looking at these uh, three guys. And you can you know look at their lives too and, and see some interesting things uh, as far as the historical context of each one of their lives. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, again, just the you know just how um just how much hope we can have when our foundation is in a god of righteousness a god that um that loves righteousness and hates wickedness you know if we can be assured of that it's like you know you can watch things going on but um but feel uh, just a sturdy a sturdiness to um to being founded in that you know that yeah, things are going to change. The you know you're going to see terrible things, but God is a just a just God who loves righteousness and hates wickedness, and uh, we can you know be secure in that. Yeah, just looking at these three guys that Ezekiel points out here: Noah, Daniel, and Job. Noah, he obviously you know took a bold stand for righteousness. The reason why God flooded the whole world was because it had become so unrighteous, and he saves Noah and his family. So just a really uh, a powerful example in his life of standing for righteousness, even when it's unpopular, mm-hmm. of making a bold stand for, for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then we look at Daniel. Uh, we read the book of Daniel. His friends are, you know, he and his friends are together, it looks like, and they're having to make some pretty countercultural decisions. Right. The other people are, you know, there's a certain diet they're supposed to be eating, and they, they take a stand. They say, no, we're going to... We're going to eat a certain way, and and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be healthier for us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Daniel, another guy that's standing against the cultural mm-hmm. tide, taking a stand for righteousness, mm-hmm. and uh, and God blesses him. And then Job, he also, you know, his friends are trying to and wife, his wife, yeah, <laughs> just curse God and die. You know, right. Job, Job remains faithful mm-hmm. to God. So Ezekiel points out these three guys: Noah, yeah. Daniel, and Job. And it says, wow, mm-hmm. they would they would be delivered. They would be preserved because of their righteousness. Right. Which, you know, as we discussed before, it's a righteousness that they have from God. You know, uh, Isaiah, it talks about, you know, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall be condemned. Mm-hmm. And it says, my servants, their righteousness is from me. Mm-hmm. So I look at each one of these guys, Noah, Daniel, and Job, and that's true of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're God's servants. And their righteousness comes from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love how you know each of these situations too are so different, but the righteousness is what held them all. As different as each situation was, you know, just as far as you know what the pull was, you know, mm-hmm. Noah. I mean, there's just total chaos, you know, and and he's the only one standing, you know whatever it was, child sacrifice, all these craziness, you know, and Daniel's amongst all these smarties, you know, 
just, oh, they're very educated. And, you know, of course, you know, you're going to do what the educated people are doing, you know, but he's like, no, my, my, the core of who I am is in a righteous God. And so I, I'm not going with the flow here, you know, mm. and, uh, and what a, you know, just what a stabilizing factor again, you know, just to, to be there and not be swayed. Um, and Job just crisis, total crisis of every reason to be offended with God, every reason to give up, but that core of I serve a righteous God is what is what kept him having faith in that. And um, so in all these circumstances, just really help them to stand strong, you know, even as different as all of those circumstances were. So. Yeah, I think of the scripture in the Gospels as well that says, as in the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And we can expect in the end times that there's going to be this situation like it was in the days of Noah where the world is going after unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that were happening in the days of Noah. And we need to be preparing our hearts to stand even against all the floods of ungodliness mm-hmm. that the scripture speaks of. So this is in this podcast where Tally and I are hoping to encourage your heart to stand in areas of righteousness, even mm-hmm. when the culture around you is giving way and crumbling. But be like Noah, Daniel, and Job. Mm-hmm. Be people, be men and women that take a stand for righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's a preserving thing. Mm-hmm. Going on to the next point, righteousness produces life. We're just going to read these scriptures here, Proverbs eleven nineteen, As righteousness leads to life... So he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Proverbs twelve twenty eight, In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Proverbs eleven thirty, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. In Proverbs ten sixteen, The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. So over and over again, Proverbs, we see this repeated that righteousness leads to life mm-hmm. when you choose righteousness when you choose god's ways there's life that comes from that mm-hmm. there's a you know life-giving spirit that god pours out in that pursuit mm-hmm. so it's a blessed it's a blessed road mm-hmm. yep. and just repeating what we said before i think in the last podcast uh, psalm 23 you lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake mm-hmm. and so god wants to lead us as we're leading as we're following him, he's leading us in paths of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it for his glory. Yeah. yeah. Going on to the next point, uh, righteousness is a seed and bears fruit. So let's look at these scriptures. Proverbs eleven eighteen: the wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. So as you are out there, uh, you're going against the tide, you're making decisions to walk in God's ways, it's like seed. You've got a seed that you're sowing, and there's going to be a sure reward. This proverb here tells us that there's a sure reward for the person who sows righteousness. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 12, 12, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. So it's a root, too. Yeah, you plant it as a seed, and then it, it develops roots, and it yields fruit. Hosea 10, 12, sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. So here we see this 
this partnership in a way when it comes to righteousness. We're sowing righteousness, and then God rains righteousness down on us mm-hmm. too. So there's this neat, uh, you know, we sow the seed, but then there's this rain that comes and waters the seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sow the seed of righteousness, then righteous rains come down. And, <laughs> yeah. and so it's a, a beautiful thing that God helps us in. We mm-hmm. have to have God's help. We can't do it in our own strength. That's where the humility comes in. Mm-hmm. You can't walk in righteousness without humbling yourself and receiving God's strength. Right, right, and realizing it's all from him. You know, and in this scripture here, too, it's saying reap in mercy, uh, which is a lot of times, you know, that's that's the humbling factor there. It's mm-hmm. um, understanding that it's God's mercy that we're able to walk in this, that we're able to walk in this righteousness um, and just realizing that every step of the way that it's him through us that we're able to, to walk in this. Right. James three eighteen. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So in these scriptures here, we can actually see this whole, it's a whole plant. There's a root of righteousness. There's a mm-hmm. seed of righteousness. There's a fruit of righteousness. There's, there's this all kind of encompassing thing that happens and uh, it's, it's good. It's, uh-huh. it's a good thing to sow. And, you know, the scripture talks about bearing fruit with patience. Sometimes when you make a righteous decision, you're sowing that seed. You sometimes got to wait to see that fruit develop. Mm-hmm. And so bear fruit with patience. You may not see the reward right away. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't have the McDonald's uh, mindset when it comes to walking in righteousness. <laughs> but there is a sure reward. Mm-hmm. You will be rewarded, if not directly in this life, in the life to come. Mm-hmm. God has a reward. There is a reward for walking in righteousness. And I believe that we experience a foretaste of that reward in this life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's joy. God gives supernatural joy as we choose his way. Yeah. Yeah. I like this too, um, that the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And I'm just thinking about peace and how much humility uh, you need to have to walk in peace. Uh, you know, I think that the best, um, the best thing with, with righteousness is, um, <laughs> is it when other people look at you as a righteous person, <laughs> you know, if you're not looking at yourself as that, as a righteous person, you know, you're looking to God for your, for righteousness, um, walking in it yourself. Yes. But, um, I think that's where, uh, a lot of that, the problems come in with the righteousness is that people claim to, you know, want to walk in righteousness and it causes division, a lack of peace, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's where the self-righteous uh, problem, you know, has kind of gotten us to where, where we are today as a culture. Um, and so, yeah, just that importance of the peace that goes, that goes with that, you know, and you see that too, especially in, um, in Daniel's story is just how exalted he was like it wasn't a weapon that was used uh in his place but because of his righteousness that reward came and he was elevated in that place where he was and even with job you know eventually he found understanding he was able to come out of the um you know the trial um in a place of you know because he wasn't you know being all you know, feisty and mad, and and there wasn't a self. You don't you see a humility in the way that I he think went he wrestled that. with it. He, you know, he, yeah. was defi- he was defensive at certain points. Yeah, but there was also that humility he, in um, the end. Yeah, he, in the, he turned in humility. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was pretty. You know, his friends were coming down on him. He was like, "What? I haven't done any of this stuff." <laughs> but in the end, he does. 
you know, he, he humbles himself before God. So going on, uh, righteousness is something you do. This is uh, one of the kind of the blind spots, you might say, in, uh, in our culture, is that uh, it's something you actually do. And so let's look at some verses here. First uh, John 3.10, In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. John's really clear here. You know, righteousness is something that you practice, something that you do. Mm-hmm. You walk and it out. Coupled with loving your brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Righteousness yeah. at the heart of it is about love. Mm-hmm. It's about loving people, mm-hmm. loving your wife, loving your children, loving your family, loving your neighbors. It's, mm-hmm. it's all connected to walking in righteousness. Yep. Psalm 15, two, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. And then going down to the end of that chapter, it says, he who does these things shall never be moved. So here again, righteousness is something that a person does. Mm-hmm. It's a way that you live. Now, yes, it's, it's a gift that we receive from God, and it's a, it's a blessing. We, God has imparted to us his righteousness, but then it's something that we walk out. Yeah. We live it out. That's, that's not, what we're called to do. It's not some mystical thing that follows us that we can do whatever we want. And we're right. The, <laughs> there's a practical tangibility to it. Psalm 24, three, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. So here we see the element of your hands, what you do with your hands, having clean hands. This is so important. Mm -hmm. Verse five, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. So kind of like at that passage we looked at in Hosea, there's this partnership in a sense. Mm -hmm. The person who has clean hands can go up, can ascend into God's presence. And this clean hands is a, it's a picture of walking in righteousness, what you do with your hands, Mm -hmm. you know, using your hands in righteous ways. But then at the end we say, we see here, he sh- this person who has clean hands, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and he's going to receive righteousness from the God of his salvation. So kind of like in that Hosea passage we read, you know, sowing in righteousness, mm-hmm. and then there's a, a rain that comes down in righteousness that water those, waters those seeds. Mm-hmm. Psalm 106.3, blessed, or the Hebrew word here is ashrei, which means happy. Happy are those who keep justice, and he who does righteousness at all times. So here again, you know, there's a happy, there's a happiness that goes along with it. It's not a drudgery. It's not like, oh man, I don't get to have all the fun the world's having. Man, this is really a drag. No, Mm -hmm. the scripture's presentation of righteousness is this is something, wow, the most happy, I like to say the happiest people in the world are people that walk in righteousness. Happy holiness. There's by far the happiest people out there. Yeah. Who does it at all times. There's a happiness in doing righteousness at all times. Because you hear, you know, some people almost making excuses like, well, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And, and, and if that, there's an element of truth to that, that we do all, you know, make mistakes. We, as James says, we all stumble in many things, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so there's this element of, yes, we're human and we, we make mistakes at times. But we should never say that as an excuse to not walk in righteousness, to not have a goal of walking in righteousness. Right. This is the, the picture that we get from the scriptures. It's always encouraging us to pursue righteousness. As we said before, seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. It should be at the top of our priority list to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that is going to be, uh, it's going to be contested. The devil is going to try to get people to not do this, but we have to set our hearts and say, no, this is what I'm, this is what I'm set to do. Let's look here at the sheep and the goats. We read this parable that Yeshua speaks about the story. It's interesting that here when he speaks to the righteous, he says, then he'll turn to the, and what the, he says uh, there, you know, that the righteous don't remember that they're like, oh, wow, when do we ever do that for you? When do we ever clothe you or feed you or visit you in The best in righteous attitude you could have. Right. What? They're I, not, I'm righteous? They're not no, even I, aware. <laughs> when do we ever do this? <laughs> and, and then we see there in the passage, when you read the passage in the gospels, it says, then the righteous will answer him saying this. So it, it defines the sheep as being righteous. Mm-hmm. by what the, the righteousness here as we're pointing out in all these verses is something they did. Mm-hmm. You know, the righteous will answer him saying, when did we do these things? They did them. This was something, their righteousness was connected to what they actually did mm-hmm. in this parable. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Finally, we got two last verses here. Blessed, or here again, we have Ashrei, happy. You could translate this verse just as well, saying happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So if you get anything from this podcast, I just want to encourage you to hunger. Ask God. It's something I often like to do. Just say, Father, I want to be hungry for you. I want to be hungry for your righteousness. Uh, and there's a promise here. You will be filled. You will not go away hungry. You will not go away lacking. Mm-hmm. Right? God's going to fill you. God's going to fill you with his righteousness as you, as you thirst, as you hunger for it. Mm-hmm. In Psalm 23, we've mentioned this, God's going to lead us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And mm-hmm. so ultimately, the whole heart of this message, the whole heart of, the, of what the scripture teaches about it is that through this, we're glorifying God. Mm-hmm. Yeshua said, let your light so shine before men that mm-hmm. they may see your good works. Good works are something you do, right? That yeah. they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So yes, may we as a community as individuals grow in this grace of walking in righteousness for god's glory Mm -hmm. so be blessed to walk in that amen this is brayden and tally reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom he's coming quickly